Welcome back for episode four of Children in Church. My name is Harrison Litzel, and this is a podcast for folks who work with children in church. Whether you teach Sunday school, volunteer in the summer, go to camp, help the choir, or even lead the ministry, we are so glad you're here. This week, I am joined by Joan Daggett, who is the project director at Shine Curriculum. Shine Curriculum, if you don't know of it, it is published by Brethren Press and Menno Media. They have Sunday school curriculum for elementary and preschool, and as well as a VBS curriculum. I've loved the outlook and methodology for children's ministry that Shine has ever since I first encountered it. Uh, One of the things that I always think of when I think of Shine is their focus on wonder. Uh, The lessons, rather than ending with a point of doctrine or of a a point of faith that the children are supposed to learn or memorize, it ends with these questions, uh, places of curiosity for the children and the students to continue thinking about and dwell on as they go from the conversation. And after this time with Joan, I also began to learn of how Shine focuses on this idea of bridging the gap between a life of faith and a conversation with culture and and language learning. And I really loved the light that she brought to that conversation. And so I hope that you enjoy this. I hope that you learn something from it. And please enjoy this conversation with Joan Daggett. Joan, thank you so much for joining me on Children in Church. It's great to have you on here. I have been a longtime admirer of the Shine curriculum. It's something I honestly don't remember the first time I was introduced to it, but um, whenever whenever folks ask about curriculum and Sunday school, it's it's always at the front of my mind as a as an option for churches. So I'm I'm very excited to have you join us here. I want to start with the same question we start with every time, which is, uh, what is a fond memory you have of, or an experience in children's ministry, either from your time as a child in church or um, as an adult working with children's ministry? What, what's a fond memory that you have? Well, thanks. I think one of my fondest memories uh, as a child is making the circuit of vacation Bible schools mm-hmm. uh, with my friends each summer. I grew up in rural Southwest Virginia and in a very small country church. And so I'm telling my age, but this was when VBS was done in the mornings, like from nine to 12. And so we just went to one another's vacation Bible schools and it was a blast, Um, not only for my own denomination, but the local United Methodist Church uh, and a Baptist church that was just down the road. and so it was a, a wonderful time. And um, yeah, that was back when church was the center of family life and community life, much more mm-hmm. so than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up going to VBS at, at my church, but one of my most distinct memories was my grandfather was a pastor in kind of the rural part of Florida where I'm from. And I went to VBS at his church one time and it was me and my cousins and like three other children. <laughs> and I just remember sitting there with these people in this church and, and how dedicated and, and thorough they were and how excited yeah. they were. And that, yeah, I have very clear memories of, of those experiences of vacation Bible school. I think, I think a lot of people probably do. Yeah, it's great. And it was a great way for me to learn to uh, learn about other church traditions mm. that were different from my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's a great way to be able to do that. So tell, can you tell us a little bit about Shine curriculum? Um, can you tell us about uh, Shine as a whole and then about your involvement? How did you get connected with Shine? What is your role there as well? Sure. Um, Shine is co-published by Brethren Press, the publisher for the Church of the Brethren and Menno Media, the publisher for Mennonite Church USA. Um, We've been collaborating on curriculum for a very long time. Um, We joined with other denominations to produce Jubilee curriculum in the Mm -hmm. 1990s. And then we went to gather round. uh, And then uh, following the end of that, we um, 
continued the partnership through Shine Curriculum. Um, and that's been going for almost nine years. It's hard mm. to believe. I came to Shine in 2016 as project director, uh, and it was just entering its fourth year of production. Um, so knowing that we were fast approaching the end of a cycle mm -hmm. uh, of our scope and sequence, uh, we turned our attention to creating something new, a uh, new session plan and new products. Uh, and now we're in the, the first cycle of that curriculum that launched in 2020. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. And so talking about Shine Curriculum, it is, it's primarily for, for Sunday school, right? That's yes. kind of the, the vision of it. And that is correct. so what the, the people who work at Shine and you, what is, what is your idea of the objectives of, of Shine Curriculum? When you think about how it's used in children's ministry, what are your objectives? What are you kind of aiming for with this curriculum? Yeah. Uh, so before I get into the objectives part, I want to give you a bit of the backstory yeah, to their creation. So early on in the development process, we we created personas of children at each age level, teachers, mm. parents, curriculum order people um, to think about what they would need for faith formation in 2020. And so we talked to users and we read books. And I think one of the most influential books that we read was Almost Christian. You may mm, have heard mm -hmm. about that book. Um, in it, it has a chapter called Nurturing a Bilingual Faith. And in that section, Walter Brueggemann argues that today's society requires a church to function as a bilingual community, um, conversant in both the traditions of the church and what he calls the narratives of the dominant culture. Uh, and he recalls the story of Second Kings uh, chapters 18 and 19 as a model of a community where um, it can both converse in the broader culture, but also doesn't give in to its demands. And so if you recall that story, the Assyrians have surrounded Jerusalem. Uh, all attention is on the wall of Jerusalem. And, um, you know, that stands between the the Jewish people inside the city and uh, the army that seems sort of destined to overwhelm them. And the Assyrian negotiator stands at the wall and he's taunting Yahweh and saying, this is what you need to do to surrender. Um, and all the while that's being done in Aramaic, mm. um, the people behind the wall, the Jewish leaders are immersed in a conversation in Hebrew, the language of Judah. Um, and so that behind the wall con conversation is very pivotal. Mm. Uh, speaking in Hebrew, the people recount stories of God's faithfulness. Um, they remember that their salvation is in Yahweh's hands and they remember who they are. They're a people that Yahweh has promised to save. And so remembering God's faithfulness, the leaders enter into the negotiations on the wall with different assumptions about the world um, than, than those of the empire that threaten them. Um, and that allows them to negotiate on the wall using the language of the realm, but emboldened mm. by their own faith and vision of their future. Mm -hmm. um, so Brueggemann says that taking part in both conversations is crucial for people of faith. Um, and as God's people were to converse 
fluently behind the wall using the Christian language, faith language, uh, and assumptions and vision that we find in the Bible. But we're also to take part in the conversation on the wall with mm-hmm. the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know that children and youth are fluent in that language. Um, but the controlling conversation in all of this is the faith conversation, the one behind the wall. And if we use that, lose that language um, and our distinctive view of reality, Brueggemann says there's nothing to do inside the wall but concede that the Assyrians' view of God and life is the true one. And so without that behind the wall conversation, the empire, so to speak, prevails or the Mm -hmm. culture prevails. And I think that's such a powerful story for us today. Um, So helping children and youth have behind the wall conversations that inform and empower them to speak to the dominant and give an alternate story Mm -hmm. to the dominant culture. That's really what we consider to be our mission in creating curriculum for children and youth. And that's the backstory of what we do um, and what inspires our creative process. We have three main objectives for the curriculum. Um, We seek to inspire children and youth to love and follow Jesus is our first one. And one way we do this is by introducing them to an inspiring Jesus. Um, Sometimes I think, you know, Sunday school has created a myth that Jesus was just a friendly guy who was kind to everyone. Um, And the takeaway message for that is that we're supposed to be nice. Mm -hmm. But that's really not the Jesus of the gospel. Jesus was a radical. He was um, doing provocative things, pushing back against the religious establishment, um, challenging people's assumptions about what it looks like to follow God. And that's the inspiring Jesus that we want to present in the curriculum. Secondly, we seek to cultivate the growing faith of children and youth through worship, Bible stories, and spiritual practices. The Bible story is central to Shine Sessions. Uh, We do begin with a time of connecting with one another and with God through singing and spiritual practices. Um, In this curriculum, all age levels have the same spiritual practice each week. Um, For example, the spiritual practice of listening may be the focus for a particular week. Uh, So each age level has an age-appropriate prayer practice that centers on helping children and youth to listen for God so Mm -hmm. that when they go home, they can use the same spiritual practice at home or the church can reinforce that. And lastly, we seek to empower children and youth to transform the world in which they live. So our goal just isn't biblical literacy or having good friends at church, although those are important. Uh, We believe that knowledge of God must be expressed in action. Um, So children who have a Jesus-centered worldview, we think have just an incredible potential to change their world. But that doesn't happen spontaneously. Children need um, teachers and parents and caregivers to guide them and support them to know how to do that. And that's what we hope our curriculum does. So 
you know, hopefully when your listeners go to um, our website, they will understand the inspiration for our tagline, which is love Jesus, grow in faith, change the world. Hmm. But that in a nutshell is what we want for children and youth. Yeah, that's great. I really appreciate you sharing that backstory of of the bilingual faith and, and Second Kings. I I think one of the things that I've, I've noticed about Shine and really appreciated about it is this sense of awareness and striving to balance, just like you said, that the conversation behind the wall and conversation on the wall, that both of those are important. Yes. If, if we if we abandon either one of those, yes. it's not going to work. Um, and that's not just something for for adults, that's just not something for for any one group, but it, it's it's a part of what we do as a, as an act of faith of, of learn just like you said i i'm i'm really compelled by the the idea of faith as language that's something that's that's compelling to mm-hmm. me and I, and I appreciate that being one of the driving forces of of shine and then those three points of uh inspire and cultivate and empower um yeah i i i think that even in there i i do continue to see this this balance and this holistic nature um mm-hmm. of of what these what these what the curricula looks like what each session looks like um, and and how it kind of works as a part of the child's uh, faith formation and their faith experience. And one of the other things that I've noticed about the Shine resources is there's this there's this focus on wonder. Um, mm-hmm. And and I was I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that as well of, of what what brings that into the scope of Shine. Why is that included in it? Um, and and how does it function? What what is it about wonder that's important to Shine? Yeah. Um after every biblical story, there's a time of wondering and reflection. Um, And this way of approaching the Bible story really comes from, or draws heavily from a Montessori based Mm -hmm. uh, educational theory called godly play developed Mm -hmm. by Jerome Berryman Um, all throughout Jubilee curriculum, gather round and now shine. That's, that's pretty much been one thread that has come through. And so, um, we think that this reflection time stimulates children's active participation in the story. Um, they help children enter into the story and find out how the story speaks to them. Um, there are questions that aren't quite questions. Um, they don't require a spoken answer. And we encourage teachers to let children choose whether they share their thoughts or whether they ponder them silently. Um, so, yeah, they they help children enter into the story and imagine themselves in the mm-hmm. story and in doing so make meaning um, mm-hmm. for their own selves. I'll confess that a, a lot of I, I led a workshop recently on on children's ministry and teaching in classrooms. And the title of the workshop was uh, Questions Are the Goal. Um, and it was and it was inspired by by Shine and this idea that there are so many curricula that I've encountered that I've worked with where the end of the lesson is this point of doctrine right or this point of theology yes. of the question and the answer that's that's the end of it and I and I love that for Shine like you said it's it's questions that aren't really questions it's more of these invitation these prompts for children mm-hmm. to to actively engage wholly yes. with the story with the faith practice with each other. Um, and I really love that as as kind of a part of these lessons and these sessions. And I, I really do appreciate it. And I feel like we're we're kind of dancing with this already. And so let's go ahead and move into this question of some of the listeners that I think will be familiar with Shine and maybe even use it currently yeah. in their churches. But but for folks who don't, if there was a church that didn't use Shine curriculum but use something else, what would you hope they could take from 
Shine from the the understandings and the mission of Shine and incorporate into wherever they are working. Is there anything that comes to mind uh, that folks could kind of incorporate into the work they do, even if it's not with the Shine curriculum? Yeah, I I do think that this emphasis on wondering is one thing that can be used with any Bible story in Mm. any setting, whether it's Sunday school or a children's time in worship, or even with a parent or grandparent at home in the evening reading a Bible story. So just pausing for a minute or two after the story can set a tone for reflection. Mm. Um, some general wondering questions I know that we've used in the curriculum, uh, but that can be used for any Bible story um, might be, I wonder what you like best about this story, mm. or especially if there's an illustration with a story, imagine where you would be in this picture or where would you like to be in this picture? Mm. So there are some, even some general questions. Um and, you know, as as people tell the stories and sort of get into this wondering uh, mode, um, they'll be able to generate their own questions and bring their own questions. Uh, and we we always encourage teachers to, um, you know, to share their own wondering questions and to ask children to think um, and share their questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So back to that story in second kings um this encourages children to think and speak in the language of faith Mm. uh and that's what you know i would hope that any any parent teacher uh grandparent would do uh ask children what they wonder about i think the important thing here is that you don't have to have all the answers Mm. but can encourage children and youth to wonder by saying that's a great question i wonder that too yeah, yeah, so. just that affirmation of, of the places yes. where their curiosity takes them, I think, is yes. is such an important tool of, of children's ministry and a great way to engage with with children, both in, in faith and, and in any conversation. Yeah. Just hearing what they have to say and, mm-hmm. and kind of going from there and allowing that to to guide further into the conversation. So for folks who, who may or may not be familiar with Shine, how can mm-hmm. they continue to connect with Shine? How can they learn more about it? You mentioned a website. How, what else can you tell us about how folks can connect with Shine? Yes, you can uh, go to shinecurriculum.com um, and you'll you can read more about us, who we are, our objectives, uh, things like that, and get some free resources, see samples of the curriculum. Um, and also we are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook at Shine Curriculum. Um, we have a Facebook group called Teachers Helping Teachers Shine. And so you can ask your teachers can ask to join that. It's a fairly lively group. We also um, have Vacation Bible School curriculum, um, and you can see that on our website. Uh, we have groups, Facebook groups for each of for our current um, Vacation Bible School program, and that was a lively group sharing pictures and uh, videos and stories of things that they did. So, um, yeah. Uh, I know you'll have that stuff um, for people to to connect, and so we'll we'll provide you with that information. And love to have uh, some people explore uh, more about Shine. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely include all that in the show notes so that folks can can click uh, through those links and, and join the, that Facebook group that you mentioned. I'm always a fan of of ways for teachers to connect yeah. and, and share resources and then uh, the website as well so people can explore a little bit more. But Joan, thank you so much for, for joining me on this. This has been a great conversation. I Like I said, I've been a fan of Shine for a while now, but even in this conversation, I've learned a little bit more and I really appreciate, uh, I feel like any time that I spend with uh, Shine curriculum or the folks behind it um, is time well spent. So I'm, I'm very grateful to you for for joining us in uh, Children in Church. A big thank you one more time to Joan for joining us for this conversation and, and teaching us a little bit more about what Shine Curriculum does, how it works, and how we can incorporate it into our ministries. If you've made it this far with us, we have a request. It would be so helpful to us if you would like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you found it. Leave us a review, share it with a coworker or a friend. All these things help let us know that we served you well and help other people find this resource too. You can find the links that we talked about for the Facebook group and the Facebook page for Shine Curriculum as well as our website. You can find all of that in our show notes. You'll also be able to find my email address here at the Baugh Center for Baptist Leadership and where you can connect with me there through email uh, as well as on Facebook. Uh, make sure that you do connect with us so that you don't miss out on workshops or any of the other projects that we have coming up. And of course, come back next week for another episode of Children in Church. Brought to you by the Ulame and John Baugh Center for Baptist Leadership at Mercer University.